0: Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show.
0: Ginormous news on The Pinball Show, episode 57 this week. Dennis and I help announce Haggis Pinball's second title as well as discussing Haggis's plans for the future, timing in the pinball industry, Leroy Jenkins, Mermans, Stern Mando Rumors, the distributor process for limited edition pinball machines, SDTMAIQ Review, Spooky Pinball's next title, David Thiel's next four titles, The Resurrection of Saps, Misinformed Podcasters, Pinball Market Trends, fungible tokens, and poking Gen Z. All of this and more today on The Pinball Show. Get out of my ocean.
2: (laughs) Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's Pinball with Personality.
0: Thank you, listener, for being a friend. This is episode 57 of the Pinball Show, your favorite pinball podcast with Dennis Creasel and Zach Minnie. Dennis, it's great to hear from you. I feel like you're a long-lost brother. Haven't talked to you in quite some time.
1: Leroy (laughs) Jenkins. Have you learned about Leroy Jenkins, Zach? I knew it would be a thing. It's great to be back. It's so sad. I'm glad that the entire community called you out for your ignorance. (sighs) One of the most famous memes in the entire and world the entire and world. and your and your response I'm funnier
0: the entire world the entire world of yeah. Warcraft. there have
1: been shows that have made fun world. of Leroy Jenkins it is it's beyond gaming beyond mmos beyond computers themselves it's beyond Re-O comedy leroy jenkins but it, but it, because is that a leroy, funny leroy joke? is a personification of we all know a leroy we all know someone who when you're just trying to give the basic instructions they're like <laughs> nope, I'm going to build the crib alone <laughs> And then the baby's trapped in the crib forever, and you have to get a new baby. I can relate to what Leroy. happens. That's Leroy. That's Leroy Reroy. Jenkins. Am I kind of a Leroy Jenkins? This I don't know. When you when you inflated your above ground pool, did you read the instructions? It's not inflated. I had to build it. It's metal. It's made of metal. I've in my head cannon. You inflated it. people. It's, have that, tr- it's basically Olympic size, but you had to huff and puff the whole thing full of air.
0: The saddest thing listener, full of
1: hot air, which is why you alone had to do it.
0: Is when people come over to pick up, a, if I have a game at my place and they come to pick it up, pick it up. I've had two people. Now, one of them requested permission to take a picture by my shitty ass above ground pool. And I shook my head. I'm like, Oh my God. Only if I can be in it. And the other person did it after deal was over and I walked back into my home. I seen them sneak by my pool like I did not see you. I seen you. And they took a picture by it. And I was like, you son of a bitch.
1: You did throw your pool in everyone's face.
0: Because it was impossible to put up. That's all. Leroy Jenkins is fine, but did you see and hear that Bobcat viral video, Dennis? I did. The whole time I was thinking to myself, WWDDD, what would Dindin do? What would you What would you do with a bobcat that was attacking? Yeah, you, I
1: don't know. In the heat of the moment, cheese? you never know how you'll respond. Kicking often seems like a good idea. Kicking rather than stomping? Yeah, you know, like punt it. Because, <laughs> you know, it creates some
0: distance. That cat was pissed off, man. That was a mad cat. The bobcat attacked my wife. <laughs> would That's you right. grab the bobcat out of your wife's
1: hand? Yeah, I don't know. You know you, sometimes people have to yourself, kind of bitch. solve their own problems. It was rabid. It was. I don't want no rabies. That shot protocol, no one likes it. Oh, it's not as bad God. as it used to be, by the way. It's not like 10 shots anymore or whatever people think it is. Uh, Leroy
0: Jenkins is fine. He is no back it up Terry. He is no Bob. It wasn't even funny,
1: people. That's because you don't understand the context. I think I do. And it's no, just not very you don't. funny. You don't. The not every, of it meme, was not every famous thing has to be like, laugh out loud. Your sides are stitches you know, and what makes it, what Funny. makes it
0: stick? What What's relevant about it?
1: It's the association of knowing people that are like that in your life and how they just ruin everything because they just have to go do
0: their own thing. See, I see them as a hero. So I've them. watched some of those world of Warcraft stuff and I got to say, there's always one leader. That's the biggest D bag ever. And all these little lemmings that follow him. oh let's go. Here's free money. Here's free mo- I have been dabbling because it's somewhat entertaining. Here's the money. Here's the money. Go, king. So Leroy Jenkins is a fucking hero coming in saying, F off, D-Bag. I'm going in. That's the hero I'd follow.
1: Yeah, he wiped the uh, group.
0: <laughs> they all perished and died. Yep.
1: That's
0: what they get for playing World of Warcraft.
1: You see, you just had, you had to turn it against the game itself.
0: Hey, maybe we'll very destructive and for someone who sells games for a
1: living that's really not the attitude you should be promoting
0: i'm about to promote the hell out of something we've got a crap load of news this week we need to jump right into it
1: let's hear from the correspondent zach
0: man there's a shining star in this segment
1: he's my favorite i already said it a while ago yeah, you did he's my new favorite
0: man you you really built stock on this like a fucking
1: bitcoin over here he's my dogecoin yeah there it is is Thank that you. how we say it dogecoin Yep. the one with the dog arf
2: It's time for TPN Industry News.
1: Hi, and welcome
3: to this week's SHIT update with Dr. John on the Pinball Show. Some extremely exciting news out of Australia and specifically out of Haggis Pinball this week, with the first, inverted commas, new game, close inverted commas, for 2021 being announced by Haggis Pinball. Let's have a chat to Damien and see what he has to say. So this week on the Pinball Show, we have a semi-exclusive announcement in that it is a live announcement from the owner, establisher, uh, instigator and all-around nice guy Damien all about some happenings in haggis. So I think the number one happening is a happy customer up here in Queensland because why is that, Damien? Because we shipped game number one. Congratulations. Yeah. So there's, there's going to be a whole lot of haggis streaming going on. I can rest <laughs> from the Avengers Infinity Quest ping streaming and see if I make it in the finals, but we're definitely going to be streaming haggis over and over. Um, Fantastic. So I'm looking forward to the Celts. And then how about we... Uh, give another big announcement on what's on the horizon
4: for haggis pinball well we will have launched uh by the time you listen to this we have launched our second title which is actually a remake of the classic Belly fathom
3: nice and you've just stolen the theme have you or you're doing it under license <laughs> no
4: we are doing it under <laughs> license so we're doing it in conjunction with planetary pinball supply who are uh helping support the the sales of the product there and in, in the states they are uh, the United States parts distributor, so they will carry a full complement of parts for the game, and they will also act as our sort of distribution centre for the uh, for the disbursement of games out of the States. Nice. So how does a one-man
3: band remake Fathom, or have you got even more news?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, look, it's it hasn't been a one-man band for, for a while really, to be honest. There's been a lot of people sort of working behind the scenes and beavering away. Um, as pa- and, and part of, I guess, our strategy, which all went uh, to water like it did for everybody in 2020 with COVID, um, this sort of strategy 2.0 um, has now seen us as well. We're expanding into a new facility. So we're going from the space that I have now into a new factory that's about four times the size. And as part of that, I'll be bringing on a, a lot larger complement of staff to push through the manufacturing of these games and, um, and get us up and running as a lot more significant entity. Excellent. So about how many games per week do you think you'll be churning out when that's up and running? So we're working on the basis of 50 games a month. So obviously, depending on the number of days of the month, that's around about 12, 12 and a half a week. Um, the intent is is we want to be able to um, sell all of the Fathom games and get them all out inside of a six-month period. Any limit on numbers? We are doing two versions of the game. So we have a Mermaid Edition, which is basically our LE version. So it's got a lot of fantastic fancy things, all mirrored chrome, everything. It's got full RGB seven-segment displays in the back box, which I believe is a first for a... Uh, for a commercial pinball machine. Uh, We also have um, two LCD screens that are in the apron. So obviously for a game like Fathom that doesn't have any sort of DD or LCD display in the back box, we needed a way in order to show and to take advantage of a brand new 2.0 rule set that's been coded and developed as well. So Marty Robbins has um, helped out and written a 2.0 rule set for Fathom. And we've created a whole new soundtrack, soundscape for callouts um, and sound effects that all go along with that. That all makes it into the mermaid edition. We also have a new um, method by which we create our side cabinet art. So we're using this highly luminescent reflective material. So effectively, when you walk into your darkened pinball room, if you, for example, turn on your light or had the, the, the torch on on your camera, your Fathom Pinball Machine from Haggis will stand out like it's uh, like it's internally lit with floodlights. It's it's actually quite quite amazing to to see. It's going to be one of those hard things to show me via photos, unfortunately. It's one of those things you sort of really need to see in person. But that's amazing. And then we also have the Classic Edition, and the Classic Edition um, is all brushed stainless steel finish. It doesn't have the LCD screens in the apron. It doesn't have the 2.0 code. It um it just has single color. Um, seven segment displays, and uh, you know, it's a bit more faithful, I guess, to that original book and feel of what Fathom was. Excellent prices.
3: Have you have got any prices?
4: Yeah, so our price for the mermaid edition is $11,500 Australian, which works out to about $8,900 US at the current exchange rate. The classic edition is $9,500 Australian, which works out to about $7,300 or thereabouts in US dollars. And then any taxes and shipping where applicable, taxes really only applicable in Australia, unfortunately, being Australian manufacturer. Um, but, of course, we save on shipping. However, for um, for the Mermaid editions, um, we will be covering shipping en masse to the States. So that will end up at Planetary Pinball Supply and then shipping costs will only need to be borne by the customer from... Nevada to wherever, wherever they are, stateside.
3: Excellent. Now, there's been a number of different uh, purchase models set up by all different companies. Which hybrid purchase model <laughs> have you got for the LEs?
4: Yeah, look, and if this is one of these things, it's always very difficult, I think. I don't know anyone has the the magic answer. So if you're a Clan Haggis member and you would have got early access to the release of this game and, and knowing exactly what it was, if you got past all of our cryptic social media post that we were putting out. Um, you get two days early access to purchase the game. We make it available for sale to the general public on Wednesday, the 28th of uh, April in the States. Um, and it will be available for sale for the Burmaid Edition for only three weeks, which basically takes us that week ending the 21st of May. We are also limiting the numbers to 250 games only. So if we sell 250 mermaid editions before the three weeks is up, that is it. And if we don't sell 250, whatever we've sold by the end of week three will be it as well. There will be no limitation on the classic edition. So if you want to get a classic edition in that period or in the future after that period, they will be available for sale.
3: Okay. And the dirty, dirty subject of money. Yes. (laughs) People have lost money. How are yes. we ensuring that that's all going to be above board and safe?
4: Yeah, well, look, I mean, it's the same sort of situation, I guess, I was with Calts. The reality is is we're still a small sort of start-up company and, I, and I've taken a great deal of pride in, in people that have sort of likened us to the being the Australian spooky, whereas, you know, the deposits that people put down literally go to the manufacturing of their games. So we, we do ask for a $1,500 Australian non-refundable deposit and that is basically your commitment to us that you are going to buy the game and to the same extent that's our commitment to you that we will take that and we will manufacture and produce your game and, uh, and now ship it in a lot timelier manner because we're scaling up. Excellent.
3: All right, so $1,500 down for the LE uh, and you have three weeks all up with priority given to clan members first up. So the play field is exact replica of the original.
4: Correct. So, we're still using our our new composite hybrid technology, which is our acrylic top and our wood base. Um, that has held up just unbelievably well, and you will get first hand experience in that, obviously, once your game turns up, which actually you should have it by now as the time this recording <laughs> drops. So, you'll see what that's like. So, we've definitely done that. Um, as a consequence, obviously, we've had to alter some of the ways that we mount and some of the ways we've manufactured some of the mechs that go into the play field but for all intents and purposes yes it's the exact same play field with the exact same artwork um, and it will f- effectively look the same as another fathom if you stood them up against each other all right i won't have
3: any spoilers today about the 2.0 code that martin's developed but we might talk about that later after some gameplay reveal etc but I think that's yes. enough of a teaser for everybody to get on board, join Clan Haggis if you like, sit back and wait if you want a standard edition, jump in FOMO if you want the LE. I think things are going from strength to strength in Melbourne, the pinball manufacturing capital of Australia. It used to be Newcastle, now it's Melbourne. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're taking it over. Great. All right, thanks for all that info, Damien, and I look forward to streaming Celts sometime this week. Thanks, Dr. John.
2: See you, mate. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Stern News Update, I'm Craig Bobby. Well the Stern Rumor Mill has now reached a fevered pitch again this week, as you can't throw a stick on Pinside without someone having an opinion on what the next Stern title could be. We've talked about them on and off for some time on TPS as well, could it be the Canada rumored Mandalorian? James Bond or Back to the Future, or possibly even a new Batman title, and certainly Keith Elwin's Godzilla, which almost seems like a done deal now as that rumor has really taken root out there. But in the end, with our sources all telling us conflicting pieces of information, Stern continues to do a good job at creating noise and keeping information close to their vest as they wait for their big reveal. And speaking of excitement with more Guns N' Roses machines, leaving the JJP factory every week, and Jersey Jack customers raving about Scorbit connectivity with their online adoption and gameplay, all eyes are now on Stern Pinball to go online next, as the Stern Army anxiously awaits its chance to have their games automatically connected to the world of online leaderboards, statistics, and gameplay. When will that happen you ask? Well as I said so often here on the Pinball Show, we shall have to wait and see. Well, that's all for this week. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.
4: Hey, this is Kaz with a quick American Pinball update. I reached out to a couple members of the team at American Pinball, and while there's no major news to report on, the team is hard at work on the new games. And also check out the American Pinball Facebook page. There's a pretty cool story about all three games at Titletown Brewing Company in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I hope everybody has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For the pinball show, this is Brian Cosner.
1: Oh, it's always great, Zach, hearing from the correspondents, especially Dr. John, oh, my favorite of the correspondents. And once again proving why he is the correspondent supreme. Oh, he is the Doctor Strange of the Pinball Show. Man, that was
0: good. I, there's no argument here because he really he really showed up this week. Wowzers, Dr. John. We love you. Where yeah, Matt Morrison.
1: <laughs> Matt. <laughs> hey like, Craig, why don't you you've got the biggest company in the entire world of pinball. Where's your news? Oh, poor Morrison's like,
0: look, I just interviewed a person from Stern for the Pinball Show interviews coming up. Oh see, that was a little plug. Mmm. Oh. Dennis, Haggis Pinball has shipped Celts Game One. They shipped it last week. Congratulations to Dr. John getting that, unboxing it. It was pretty. It was a pretty game. And he'll
1: be streaming it prolifically. Ooh. So go over to the Dr. John Pinball stream mm-hmm. and check that out on the Twitch. On the Twitch. I think it's uh, Emily and Dr. John
0: is the yes. Twitch handle. Uh, they've got a new factory over at Haggis, Damian said. Four times the size and a need to increase staff for their-
1: Well, I would hope because otherwise it would just be a big empty <laughs> warehouse with like one, one dude. Forklift races. Yeah. <laughs> I always win because I'm racing myself. I still
0: picture Damien in one of those little carts like Austin Powers stuck in between the walls. (laughs) (laughs) Flowing beautiful hair. So new factories coming because they are producing, as you heard Dr. John talk about, game number two, which is a remake and a deal, an officially licensed Bally game back in 81, Fathom.
1: That's right. One of the class of 81s. And so I must give a hearty ho, ho, ho to everyone who actually thought that teaser trailer was Jaws. Oh, I know. The female voiceover clearly is the hint towards the mermaids of Fathom. Mm-hmm. That's but it, hey, people are blinded by their desperation. So. Do you think this is a, a good choice? I do, but I want to hear your thoughts first. It's not the best choice if we're talking any remake at all possible, even within the Bally Williams stable. But okay. if we're talking if we're talking like seven digit numeric only display Pre-DMD. games, it would be toward yeah, it would be toward but I'm also saying pre-alpha numeric. So like pre-system okay. okay. eleven, then I think that this one would be towards the top of the list. It does go for I mean, I don't, I've never been in the market for it. I did a quick look for our research here and over the past year or so, decent ones were going for over 5,000. So Mm -hmm. it is an in-demand game, at least for artistic reasons. Yeah, I I
0: piggyback off that and say that for this this segment displayed pre-System 11 kind of stuff, if we're talking Bally Williams, I think it is the correct choice. I think it is the best one.
1: I mean, I would have said this or, or Centaur. I'd have gone with another Bally This 81. one's I mean, Class yeah. of 81 is worshipped for a reason. I mean, they were pretty experimental with the game designs. Mm-hmm. And uh, not all of them are winners on art, but Centaur and Fathom are generally at the top of most people's lists on the artistic side. And then gameplay side, you start to get more of a mix in with 8-Ball Deluxe and and yes. possibly, if you're a glutton for punishment, Flash Gordon.
0: Mm-hmm. Bear Cora kind of there too, a little bit.
1: Yeah, but Barracor is over on the Williams side, so I, I oh, sort of Oh, you're sticking that. with Bally. But it 81 is 81, compared. but I was just, you know, class of 81 yeah, is very specific is Bally. to Bally.
0: Yeah, I think this is the right choice. I think that on um, the secondary market, this is still heralded a bit higher than even Centaur. This came out of left field. I was not expecting anyone to remake a fathom anytime sooner, ever at all. I think it's really smart. I think it's really smart for a couple of reasons. Number one, people still collect, highly collect this title. People still say it is the most beautiful pinball machine ever made. On It is on the top of many lists over the years. And they've got this indestructible play field. You get all new parts. You get a new play field that, from what we're hearing, is not going to be prone to a lot of these contemporary or modern issues in play field uh, manufacturing. And you also get the option of an LE package or a mermaid package is how they're describing it where you get a brand new rule set. This is something that CGC has not latched onto that people have been screaming from the rooftops. If you're going to be remaking these older games, especially like DMD games, please update the rules so that they can compete with more modern counterparts. They're doing that here for an 81 game. I think this sells, and we'll talk about the the details, but I think this
1: sells very well.
0: They plan on cranking out all the fathoms in six months. It's a lofty goal.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, with the the expectation that they're going to go to a four times the staff size, they're estimating a a 12-game-a-week production level, which is sort of around what Spooky's at. Mm -hmm. So they've really ramped. It's sort of interesting to see little old Haggis ramp up all of a sudden (laughs) to Spooky levels. But um, uh, Spooky perhaps has been a bit conservative on their growth factor. Overall, I think that this is a smart play. I think that you have a sense of a built-in audience based off of the pricing that the old fathoms go for. Mm -hmm. So given that, being able to do sort of a CGC, you know, I know they're comparing themselves to Spooky, but I'm going to compare them to CGC and say, you know, do a CGC thing, sell games that you know already have a built-in fan base, and then as you build up your company, then they could start to look at doing original licensed themes. Yeah, I still think that, like, Doing a Celts is not the right course of action. Doing something with a real license is, but going into being original at some stage after you've built up some largesse based off of these remakes, I think this is a this is a good la- this would have been a better launching pad
0: than Celts was. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, maybe maybe getting some of the Celts out, you're working out the bugs of being a new manufacturer, so that may in, in the long run be. Uh, be a a good idea that they did that but coming out of the gate number two with fathom a beloved game i don't see how it can go wrong let's talk about some more of the details now this announcement this new product is in conjunction with planetary pinball supply who we know listener uh, is the individual uh, rick is who owns that he has all of the assets and licenses for the Bally williams titles he's the one that offers them to CGC and has a working agreement with them to make the remakes. Um, I just didn't know if it was an exclusive agreement or not, but now we know it's not because here, here comes Haggis with an agreement uh, with PPS as well. They're going to carry a full list of the parts and they're going to be a dealer in the States here. That is planetary pinball for these fathom machines, which again, I think is a smart idea to get a local dealer to worry about shipping mass over to the states instead of onesie twosies and then disperse them uh there and then having the parts available is is incredibly intelligent as well now i don't know if this dealer agreement with planetary is exclusive initially i thought it was but uh, to be continued there dot 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 and we know that there are two versions of this game as you guys heard a classic edition and one that's more of a limited edition, limited to 250 units, that they are calling a Mermaid Edition. Uh, do you like that name, Mermaid
1: Edition? Yeah, it's fine. What, but they weren't... That's but, this confused thing. I mean... They weren't mermaids, were they? Uh, yeah, I, I thought, thought they, they were, s- were kind... I thought they were sirens. And the sirens sing and crash your ship upon the rocks. Th- that's what I thought they were. They're dragging people underwater in the art. I would have called them... Isn't that where mermaids live? It's under the water? Yeah. Isn't that what that crab sang us about? Ariel, listen to Under you. the oh. sea. Don't you sing <laughs> it. Oh. I, <laughs> I, nope, you just have to think it.
0: Dream about going up there. Okay. The, I, I would have called it the Super Siren Edition.
1: I'm not sure that they're, they're sirens. I okay. think mermaid's fine.
0: Email uh, the pinball network at gmail.com. No, don't
1: bother. We don't really care.
0: Let kill. us know if they're sirens or are they mermaids. Killer mermaids. <laughs>
1: We have to add killer to them, like whale, killer whale.
0: Seductive, manipulative,
1: killer (laughs) mermaids.
0: We know that the classic edition is just that. It is a reproduction of the classic Fathom game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. I want them to do one LE for me where it's Zoolander as the merman.
2: (laughs) Merman.
1: And I just, and, and I want the special rules for him when I started up to say merman,
2: <laughs> merman.
0: I want the pop bumpers to go,
2: <laughs> merman,
1: <laughs> merman. Uh, we're not we're not here to make uh, Haggis's game better, so let's yes. continue.
0: And uh, if you do have that agreement, make it two because I'll take one as well. The Mermaid Edition comes with mirrored chrome, full RGB. Oh, it's going to be so pretty. And a first in pinball production, the seven-segment displays being full RGB as well. Oh, colorful numbers. Yes, I can see the waving patterns now. There's going to be two LCD screens in the apron. What? Two? What?
1: Maybe where the rule card and the price card would go. That is pretty brilliant. That's just a guess. Maybe not.
0: After hearing about this uh, this morning, Greg Bone and I were discussing from straight down the middle, and he had something that was just such a good idea. He's like, I hope that they're doing that on those LCD displays. He said it would be great if they had uh, just a, almost like a cam that you're looking into the underwater. And every once in a while, one of those sirens, not mermaids would come up and kind of look into the glass. Because it's like an aquarium, but you're looking down. Would kind of come up, tap on the, uh, the, like the fifth wall there. Or give a... Go back down. Two LCD screens in the...
1: That's a good idea, Dennis. You silence over there. <laughs> I still don't understand why you've turned these into sirens when they've got tails.
0: Yes! Sirens are mermaids who are able to lure sailors towards rocky shores via their hypnotic singing, causing the sailors to crash into the rocky coast of their island, meeting a watery demise. I don't think we see any ships in the uh, art. Yeah, we do. It's up up above. It's a boat. You, is it crashed? You tell me it's different now? A no, ship that a boat's boat?
1: fine in the black glass. That boat is fine and not on any rocks. It's an intact boat.
0: On uh, mermaidstail.co.uk, it says, so basically a siren is like an evil mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> who lures men to their death, but actually shouldn't be associated with with the mermaid at all. Mermaids are portrayed in different ways, but they're often a sign of danger.
1: Well, this can we have another special edition where it's splash and it's Daryl Hannah. Oh, I want Tom Hanks. The
0: big news here for me listener and Dennis Creasel is that the mermaid edition has a new 2.0 rule set. Whoa. Fancy. Not only that, But I am so proud to report that Martin Robbins of TPN and Final Round Pinball Podcast is the one that was writing the rule set for that 2.0 code. Wow. Congratulations, Martin Robbins. Man, that guy, I'm telling you, Martin Robbins is where it's at. He's not just the voice of the Australian jailer anymore. And hearing that last interview they did with Charlie, stock's rising on Marty. Stock is rising. And if he does this rule set right, my pants will be rising as well (laughs) comes with a whole new soundtrack soundscape call outs that go with the 2.0 system maybe we've heard one of those in the promo that i really loved i really loved her voice saying get out of my lake or
1: ocean or whatever she said yes and people thought it was the jaws shark talking for (laughs) obvious reason it's a chick it's a chick shark well, in Jaws 4, it was, I think it was a mama shark in that. Or no, Jaws 3. Jaws 3 was a mama shark oh. because there's a baby shark that they get and they oh. capture. And then the mama shark wants revenge.
0: Can I sing that song? Nope. <clears throat> nope. Do 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 do. Do, 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 do. The 2.0 system is, is what differentiates this. Would you agree or disagree?
1: I think so. Other than I guess you could point out that RGB and all that is also all in the Mermaid Edition, so... All this stuff—the Chrome, the a full RGB, Super the Siren classic edition—is Edition. going to look like a game from '81. Yes, yes,
0: but this so, one feels like the meat and potatoes.
1: So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's a, I change on the rules for Fathom. I'm sure there are some pieces. I just, I don't. I've, I've played it a number of times, but I don't know the rules well enough to say this is what I would fix.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think that this 2.0 code will be? additional flair additional uh, tasks or do you think it's going to be a different game
1: no i don't i don't i'm guessing no it's limited to 250 and i just have to i still have to hang my head on how much work do you want to put in Mm -hmm. on a game you change it too much and it's no longer fathom so
0: mm, that's a good point
1: point. and we're still doing like seven segment display and stuff so i just don't expect it to go to like a bride of pinbot 2.0 where i mean it's got the lcds yeah, in the apron the though so so maybe maybe there's a little bit there that they're gonna do um it's too hard to say it's too hard where's the siren bar i think it really comes down to marty and what he wants to do i think they're probably going to give him a lot of leeway
0: What I like about Martin Robbins is that he has said over and over on his different platforms that he's not always into the, the deepest strategic rule set multiplier stack. He kind of likes the journey as well.
1: I I don't think he's going to like layer a whole lot of complicated strategic rules on top of what Fathom already had. I think they might go for depth here and that's what
0: gets me really excited. Now, listener, what you should know is that we are, Completely and utterly humbled by the opportunity uh, for Haggis Pinball to allow us to help exclusively announce and describe this new title. Thank you, thank you, thank you. With that, we do not currently, because this is this is pre-recorded, we do not currently have all of the information. That we don't know the depth of this code that may be outlined in an official release that is simultaneous with this, but we we just simply don't know. Uh, nor do we know exactly what this looks like so we'll have to wait and see whether whether this is a full rule set whether this is just partial enhancements what this is i'm i'm excited regardless the mermaid le also gets what they're calling a a highly luminous reflective cabinet art material and damien you guys heard said that uh it looks as if it's internally lit by floodlights. I don't know when what the this light is.
1: when the light hits it. I'm envisioning either something kind of translucent and mirrored behind, or think uh, like foil trading card style. Yeah, where like, uh, it just because he pointed out that you had to hit it with an external light source to get that effect.
0: Okay, yeah. So this is GNR, CE Iron Maiden, LE, and Iron Man Vault. That's what I'm picturing. Those all had this reflective foil. Hmm type of thing going on So shiny basically which i love i love that this thing is gonna be a fucking stud it's gonna look great i want one of these things uh, blah, blah, blah. both editions have the the patented and beloved hybrid acrylic top and wooden bottom playfield i sure hope it don't play any different says dimple free everybody wants to know the price you guys heard it but as a reminder the classic edition for the u.s market Is going to clock in at $7,300 in the Mermaid LE edition. It's going to clock in U.S. at $8,900. They are going to be shipping these to the states. Shipping costs are going to be covered in bulk to get them to the states. But then you guys as buyers will have to pay for shipping from Planetary Pinball Supply, which is in Nevada, I believe.
1: So basically expect typical shipping prices versus buying from an American manufacturer. Yep,
0: that's right. So, and I can tell you as a dealer, those are going to range anywhere from about probably 300 to 500 bucks. How the hell do people get these? Well, Clan Haggis members will get a two-day early access to the release for purchase.
1: Oh, they have a fang club. Yep.
0: This is their uh, Clan Haggis member. Remember they pitched that mm, six months, a year ago.
1: But I do like that they do the two-day early access instead of the two-week. Yes. That
0: that makes a lot of sense. Like kind of a hybrid version here think it's a good idea anybody know who's got two thumbs and is a Clan haggis member nope <laughs> This guy. nope dr john this you will have probably yeah the general public will be able to purchase these games on april the 28th of wednesday two days after mm. today so t- in two days mermaid edition is only available to purchase for three weeks ending may 21st
1: i bet they're sold out well before then
0: i bet they're sold out by the end of today could be I this I is the still, first announcement for the year. People are hungry for a pinball machine. You're gonna. That's a, it's them.
1: a fair point. It's just it's an older title. That's the only reason why I hedge. Sure, sure. I just I just don't know. But but the thing is, it's not that it's not a huge amount of money to go up from the classic to the mermaid. So that's where I also think that that will ultimately allow them to sell the 250 unit. I think a lot of people will be like, well, I'm already paying over seven thousand dollars for this. Let's add in another. 1600 what, 1600 and get the new rule set new and have the RGB features and all of that yeah. so
0: that's exciting what do you think about the prices
1: it's not as ideal as what Chicago Gaming had, I thought, felt with their first three remakes, where basically they were launching cheaper than what those mm-hmm. things like Medieval Madness were going for on the used market. This is more than what Fathom goes for on the used market, but it's not a huge amount more. It's about a mm, thousand to fifteen hundred, roughly, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen Fathoms in the last year go for a little over five to well, a little over six, not counting those people that are listing them for 10K. I think
0: my argument would be that the price is. Damn near perfect because if we were building a brand new restored Fathom and selling it, I think it could fetch seventy-five to eight thousand dollars in today's market.
1: Maybe, Plus, but just again, it's how many people want Fathom versus a hey, you know, for this same price, what new games with ramps can I get? Yeah, yeah, you're not that's wrong. The, that's the competition. You're you know, Avengers wrong. is the competition. Hot Wheels is the competition. Uh, yeah, Stranger Things. Stranger things, but only with the UV kit. Otherwise, people don't want it.
0: Damien, you said nothing about a topper. Are you going to put a topper on here? And if not, can I design it?
1: No, why waste the money? (gasps) Cut your hand on a flat piece of 2D plastic. (laughs) Blood everywhere. Then the the mermaids will get you.
0: They will will circle. Maybe Flippin' Out Pinball can be the exclusive designer and dealer of the Fathom Topper.
1: No, do the Fathom Topper for free and then win a Twippy.
0: No, just no mermaid edition is limited to 250 units or whatever amount is sold by may 21st so that there's the hybrid deep root model mm-hmm. you get what you get and then the kitchen's closed which for limited i get it that makes sense go eat ketchup packets
1: now here's something i'm a little confused about is that uh damien mentioned the that there's no limit on the classic edition but also that they want to be done with building all the fathoms in six months so yeah that is a contradiction so is there a limit actual limit on the run or is the six months like when they want to be done building the le's
0: i do uh, i don't know because whenever i heard that six months i thought well that is a that is a stretch because if you're, i
1: think that's the le's because be. he's thinking he's going to average 50 games a month it would be six that's, months that's to 300
0: yeah unless he only thinks he's going to sell 50 classics
1: well and And I honestly, I think, you know, kind of like bloodsuckers edition, Rick and Morty. I do think almost all of the sale, I think that the true LE will be the classic. I think they're going to sell more of the mermaids than they will that.
0: I agree. Yeah. No limitations on that classic edition. I I don't know how I feel about that. Now there is a deposit $1,500 Aussie or what converts to about $1,161 US non-refundable deposit to get one of these. So get them now and bye, bye, bye. Here's a, here's another interesting point. I don't know if anybody's touching on this, but you heard it here that Haggis Pinball has an agreement with Planetary Pinball Supply for a five game deal. Mm. And this five game deal, listener, is for the the same era. So they're they're not dabbling into the the DMD stuff. Same era. They're
1: not encroaching on the CGC territory, which makes sense for what Planetary would be interested in. I think. And you and I have discussed some of those. I would
0: have loved to have seen them dabble in some of that DMD stuff.
1: I know you would have. But given what deals Planetary already has with Chicago, I, I'm i not surprised. And in terms of economies of scale, there's a value for Haggis to say, okay, well, we're just going to be buying seven-digit RGB displays oh, and yeah. then sticking them in all the units. You know, they just keep them one color on the, on the classics. And then they, you know, there's a parts... There's a whole purpose on the parts there that's to keep really the costs point. controlled. So that's where I think there's value with that.
0: Oftentimes hobbyists like myself forget about that. So that is a really good point. Do you think that five can be, I, again, I'm going back to this rule set because I think the make or break of this entire deal and this entire idea will be contingent upon that 2.0 rule set because when we said Fathom is the one to pick, it is, but that well does not go very deep. I think that well goes that maybe. I don't think you sell 250 Centaurs without a Uh, 2.0 rule set. Uh,
1: Fathom was a good one to start with uh, because it's, it's probably, uh, you know, artistically it's one of the most beloved, but you know, uh, Centaur rate on IPDB rates higher than Fathom does by the users. So, okay. I think Centaur is one of the other five. So we know Fathom's one of the five. I think Centaur is one of the other five as well. (sighs)
0: The only reason I'm interested in the other ones is because then we're like, well, with the 2.0 code set, we're just looking at theme, art, and layout. And I can pick a lot of those that I would pay a high dollar for if they were more contemporary rules. But if without those 2.0, I don't, I don't want to spend $9,000 for, for non-2.0 any of these games. Hmm. So what are you going to pick? Well, we don't Deluxe
4: know that...
1: We don't know that everything's going to get 2.0 code either. We don't, but I'm... I think that they we'll will in terms of, like, adding maybe call-outs and stuff. I don't know they're going to revise all the... Some of these classic games of really popular rule sets. And if the goal is to sell, like, 250 or 300 of each of them, then you just need to...
0: Yeah. You know, you can either go
1: for, hey, we need to get the people that want the art, or you go for, like, hey, there are people that want these things in tournaments and stuff, and, well... The competitive scene isn't the biggest buying base for games. When you're talking this small of a quantity, you could turn to them to try and get some of your sales. So That's true. let's see. So um, I think, in addition to Fathom and Centaur, I think we go one year earlier in Bali and say Frontier. Oh,
0: you're skipping the rest of the eighty ones.
1: Well, not necessarily. Okay, okay. I'm just so off here. the top of my head. Like. Frontier, deeply popular tournament game. They made less than two thousand of them, so it's really hard to get.
0: You don't think theme or art hurts that for twenty twenty two,
1: twenty three, twenty four? It's uh, it's a it's Kenny Rogers hunting some animals. <laughs> Looks like Keith Ellen me, but yeah. What's what's the hate? There's nothing to hate. Nope. It's a perfect choice. There's everything it's to hate. But okay. <sighs> so mean. So mean. Um. You know, gosh. Okay, so I'm up to three. I'm um, surprised you uh, went Frontier there. I know you're surprised. Uh, I'll say Baracora over on the Williams side. Another competitive darling game.
0: Fantasy-wise. Uh, weird artwork.
1: Sense. Weird artwork. Very Geiger-inspired. Still nice um, artwork. hmm so and again, they made less than 2,500, so it wasn't a high production game. Okay. And people who want the 1.0 rules will be like, "Well, it's a it's a Roger Sharp design, and there just aren't very many mm-hmm. available, especially when you consider Planetary is only Bally and Williams, so we can't go dipping into Game Plan or anything, okay? Uh, to try and finish that out. And so I need uh, I need a final one, And probably and no I wide guess, body, right? Yeah, you no. I, again, that. cost cost control. We're thinking things that are all basically identical to each other. So it's not going to be I, on... Yeah, see, I just don't A ball deluxe. I mean, eight ball the Delu- my only problem with eight ball deluxe is they made so many of them. I don't uh, think this you know, is between a between the le made. the deluxe and then there was like a third one. There's over ten thousand of those. Yeah, Dennis, but so... if they
0: made an Adams family right now, it would sell out.
1: I know. But, uh, I don't but see not.
0: that being an issue. I think eight ball deluxe. The issue there is yeah, theming and artwork for the yeah. 21st you've, you've
1: convinced me. Eight ball deluxe is. Yeah, I could see that one. Okay. Sure. It is the best of the eighty one playwise, so. It's really fun.
0: But yeah, so I don't think uh I don't think we'll see an embryon because of the wide bite, So but yeah, that could I think so yeah, that's
1: those are my guesses. So I've got three class of eighty one nope abilities so? and then I no, zipper flipper, I don't think they want to do, deal Ooh,
0: with
1: it. That goes up pretty high money wise. I know, but I again mech wise, you you'd be buying this specialized equipment, two inch flippers all for one game. I just don't I just don't see it. And how far
0: up would they go before we get into Yeah, they're not gonna make any of those mid, mid I don't think we things. talk
1: system eleven or anything. Alpha numeric is out. I think it's all numeric. Okay. I'm just looking at the list here. I mean you might go kind of rare, uh, another eighty from Bally, but I just don't I don't think it has enough fans it would be Viking. They made twenty six hundred of that. That's
0: a um, but that's kinda of, that's a uh eh. you think they do a split play field for anything? Split level? Not really. I don't think so either. I would like to see a skateball myself.
1: I mean, I could skateball. I think I it's retro enough that.
0: that it holds up. And it, I love, I love that layout, man, what a fucking announcement. This is unbelievable. Did you anticipate ever thinking we'd be talking about this right now? I, I this came from nowhere. Uh, no,
1: I didn't anticipate we'd be talking about anything. <laughs> Pinball's dead. I have never been so bored in this hobby as I have been this year.
0: Even with my shenanigans?
1: Yes. Even with your shenanigans. There's just nothing. There's just nothing happening. Nothing. From a news perspective, it's just been so flat. Shockingly flat. For all this hype that we hear from distributors about how pinball's at its highest peak ever. Don't put that on distributors. That's a true statement. I, I'm putting it on you. That's I'm just, true. I'm, I'm, I'm smoothing it out with. Yeah, there's all this demand for games, and it's like, yeah, and and no one's making them. It's a parts issue. It's so it's boring. Why, so so boring. You're right,
0: though. There hasn't been anything announced. I'm excited for this. I think, I think I'm in. I, I think I'm going Super Siren Edition here. Mm.
1: I'm not because I do not do deposits.
0: Oh, that's right. That's not the only reason you're not in. This doesn't interest you to the level I'm not of purchase. doing
1: deposits. It's the only reason you need to know. I was going to say, I'll
0: spot you the deposit. You still won't be in. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely. This thing just screams to me and says, I'm going to be so beautiful. Dip your toe into the waters. Come to me, Zach. <laughs> Stern pinballs in the news. The rumor of the Mandalorian continues to circle around the water cooler. Do you think it's it? Do you think we're getting Disney's The Mandalorian Astern Stern Pinball's next release, Dennis?
1: I think they'll do it. I don't know that it'll be the next release or not. But this is the way. I know. Again, it's an obvious choice. They've made a number of Disney titles. There's no reason as successful as The Mandalorian has been that it won't be done. But I don't know that it's necessarily the one we immediately see announced from them. Maybe they hold until the start of season three. I don't care about the buzz. It's so obvious. There's no. There's no. Spe-
0: there's a lot of people on PennSize shitting on this theme, saying it's horrible.
1: Well, I, I mean, not everyone's gonna smoking. like it. I, I get that, but you would have to be pretty dense to think it would be a bad marketing move. The, the audience for the Mandalorian is huge,
0: huge. Yeah, the forum is full. I of see a baby
1: Yoda meme things. every single day on Facebook, and I'm not in any Star Wars groups. I think the algorithm just, caught you because you
0: them. love that little bastard no. with his chicky nuggies. And it's choco milk. Oh, see, I'm raising a creasel clone in my pocket and you can raise a uh, baby Yoda. It's fitting. Timeline's still tough for me. They would have had to really secure that thing and go to town on it by the height of
1: its popularity. It doesn't take that long to develop a theme. If they want to, we've seen others that they've rushed through the process. But you see, the part of my reason why I hedge, Zach, is it's like Kong, Godzilla versus Kong, has done very well at the box mm-hmm. office. So why not push out your Godzilla title? Sure, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, that's the only, and you do and do Mando later in the year. I, that's the only thing. Well, maybe i mean, a, I'm still, I still think Mando happens.
0: Maybe we get uh, we get better sales in that summer fall swing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Currently, it sounds like yeah. anyone will buy anything. They're going to be buying redoed, re-doed fathoms. <sighs> Redone. Redonked. Re- redonctified
0: fathoms. Pew, pew. You, you know a guy that uh, has two thumbs that is in love with uh, Grogu? This guy.
1: Don't call it Grogu. The child. Yeah. Okay. Sound like an adult, at least, when you say it. Grogu. <laughs> no, I meant just calling the child. So oh, I thought you. Really. <laughs> What a terrible name. I thought I was on like 300 battling in my like, pit. It's not Baby Yoda. You know what? We're the fans and we decide and it's Baby Yoda. Deal with it. Sorry, Disney. <laughs> That's what you get when you buy LucasArts. Um, I will say this. Randy Martinez, listener, the artist of the
0: comic editions of the Stern Star Wars pinball, which out of nowhere they stopped making. Odd, right? Hmm. Not really. No. He said on social media that he guarantees we will see his art on a pinball machine very soon. He is a an authorized uh, Lucasfilm-slash-Disney-Star-Wars artist. And he did yep. an impeccable job on the comic edition of Star Wars. And just last week, he was live video chatting, um, doing artwork of Mandalorian. Just, I'm not trying to be Charlie Day here and... Uh, connecting the dots on a bulletin board and strings, but I hope that's true because do yourself a favor, go on Randy Martinez's social media and look at his work for The Mandalorian and you'll want to buy it. Now, I was listening uh, to a recent Canadian pinball podcast. He was talking about the dealer distributor, Ellie Allotment. He's claiming that all dealers are out of Ellie's before the game has even been seen. I I don't know. All I can say is um, our list is very long. And I do not anticipate getting close to uh, the number that we have on our list. All of those in the, in the later list for flipping out pinball for a, uh, you know, a rumored LE Mandalorian have been notified that uh, it, it would be slim that they would get one. So just trying to be honest there. He was, uh, Canada was also asking about like how Ellie's are distributed and we get to kind of pick our own, how many we want. But then, so here's the deal. I don't know if this is public knowledge. I don't, be careful with what I think Stern is okay with us telling. It's not really a secret, though. Here's how dealers get, uh, get their LEs. There are different allotments between dealers and the number of LEs that they do receive. It is not based entirely upon the desire of said dealer, uh, of how many LEs they want. Oftentimes, I don't know if there is an official algorithm out there or an equation that, that calculates how many LEs people get. Some dealers may not want any LEs. Some dealers, like myself, want five times more than I'm allotted because I just want to sell thousands of games, Dennis. Mm-hmm. But the way it works, I believe, is based, on, is based on kind of the sales that you have achieved over the previous fiscal year or the quarter or whatever they use as a, as a measurement. So it's not really a thing that I just say, hey, guys, if Mandalorian comes out, I want 100 LEs. And they're like, absolutely. That makes sense because if they make 500 or 600, they have to disperse them throughout the entire world. And how do you do that? Because more dealers are going to want any more in common pinball distribution business. There are more ELLIES desired than there are supply for them. That didn't always. That wasn't always the case. Circa WrestleMania, I believe, WWE. So we can say how many we want. But ultimately, it's going to be up to a growing and a building algorithm or equation. That's how it's done. Do you know that, Dennis, or would that just bore you?
1: I mean, it's that, it would be how I would assume it would be done. So it doesn't bore me, but it also doesn't surprise me. Yeah.
0: So this is the way. I can say that in two years that I've been, two and a half years that I've been a dealer, I've never been able to get the amount of LEs that I want. And that's okay. It keeps me fighting to get as many as I can for our customers. That's all.
1: What happens to Fathom 2.0 if they drop Mando next week? Or this
0: week, I guess. That's a really good question. I think that Fathom sales are all, will already be done. The non-refundables will be in. So I don't think it's a worry. So that's Stern Pinball News. Straight down the middle, a little plug here. We reviewed over at Straight Down the Middle, uh, Stern's Avengers Infinity Quest. Sure, you didn't watch that, Dennis, because you don't want to see how proper reviews are done.
1: I'm sure that uh, some value in the realm of B was given by Greg, so why would I bother?
0: Because it's not about the letter grade, right? it's about the discussion.
1: Uh, if it's about a review, then if they're all getting the same score, I'm not getting anything out of it. Well, look at my scores. My, my scores differ. If the bar has been raised, then a B should be a C at this point. Really? Like, if pinball's improved that much, like, what does the scale mean? If you're always like, well, it's a little above average. Okay. Well, if everything's a little above average, then average must be redefined. You don't want to go down this path though. No, you're no, not, not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready to go down this path. Why can't so,
0: every new pinball machine be better than average? Can we argue that one isn't?
1: Yeah, what you're.
0: I think they are. You, no,
1: it's not possible for everything to be better than average because you're not. Then what is average? You're saying, well, nothing, nothing average exists. Everything's above average. It's I would not, say that's the, impossible. I would say that is impossible
0: of two to 3000 pinball machines that have been produced. that's what my argument would be.
1: Okay. Wait, well, I you're going to have your argument and I'll just not watch pointless reviews. that don't really review. <gasps> you take that back. <laughs> no, I won't do it. <laughs> Screw your stupid channel and doing rubber band reviews. What the <laughs> hell? talk about that later. Spooky Pinball on no, the news. we are not we're not here to plug your stupid rubber band show. <laughs> I had someone message me. I hadn't even seen your video. they were like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "Oh god, this is stupid." You see, rubber bands, really?
0: Did you see my topper video? Please. I did. Thank you. Okay, you saw that. I watched that. People really thought that eye trick was I did that. And I was like, that was my first dabble into masking and stuff. That was really bad. That was that was poorly done, but um Yeah. Okay. If you if you uh, have but I watched it, so it doesn't matter if it was was two minutes. Yeah. Thank you. At least That's the only thing you'll watch. Spooky pinballs. Charlie Emery was on the final round pinball podcast here on TPN with Jeff Tillis and Martin Robbins this last week.
1: Mm, The rule creator, Martin Robbins.
0: Yes, industry professional. So Charlie Emery was on Final Round Pinball Podcast. He did speak to uh, the constructs of horror and sci-fi being central to their production vision this. But they would consider something like a comedy-based title, but uh, their bread and butter is going to be horror and sci-fi because that's who Charlie is.
1: I know, but I still think that the sci-fi thing is just, it's a it's a change up from what they orig- originally really thought.
0: Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I- and
1: that's fine. I'm actually I think it's good. I don't think that they should only do horror pens. I think that would be a huge mistake. But they definitely don't feel like they're emphasizing horror at all anymore, and they can still say it's a core strategy, but I'm not seeing it. A large
0: portion of sci-fi genre is inherently thriller-based or horror-based.
1: There's, there's a sub-genre in sci-fi that is, is horror-based. I think what you're thinking more of, though I could be wrong, is speculative fiction, which is horror, science fiction, and fantasy are all combined together as specfic
0: really I didn't so know if he
1: wants to say spooky is a spec fic company i definitely wouldn't object to the idea but that definitely isn't what the name implies
0: do you think we'll ever get one of the greatest sci-fi films or films in general ever made uh, into a pinball machine by the name of interstellar uh, i would be you know, so I
1: could, in on that I, it would have made more sense closer to when it came out yeah. but hey, it's, it's conceivable it could get culty i could see a company like spooky doing it sure
0: Oh, to think about the organs. Boom!
1: Oh man,
0: love you, Matthew McConaughey. Ran! Oh, Ran! Right, oh, right, oh, right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right.
1: I actually didn't love Interstellar.
0: Why? Why even fucking add that? Like it's it is
1: greatness. It's well, because i was trying to imagine the gotta, toy is going to be the stupid uh, bookcase. Throw in there. Going to hide behind the bookcase.
0: You try to conceptualize that on video to the general masses. I thought it was a damn great attempt and better no, than any other attempt don't, don't Maybe don't make the movie for the general masses if they're too dumb. But they, they, they made it for whoever's going to watch it. and Christopher Nolan's going to make greatness regardless so people are going to go watch it. But This is going to bomb. people are going to go and watch. Oh my
1: god. Inception was a better film.
0: Inception was messy in a couple parts where I think Interstellar... That's your,
1: that's your psych speak infecting your no, was, view of that film.
0: Interstellar I think was cleaner... Conceptual science, but
1: Inter Interstellar screwed up with time too much. It was no, that the,
0: was a, that the power was, of
1: love was no,
0: no, it no. was emotion. It was love, the feeling that you get when Matthew McConaughey knows he's going down to that planet and time is going to be in a, a different ratio. And when he comes back up, his kids are then going to be adults. If that doesn't kick you in the heart,
1: I'd rather have The Martian as a get the machine. fuck out of here. Martian You're
0: building potatoes in a d-
1: no stop that's right i want poop potato multi-ball God. what what's taters precious it's taters
0: oh shmeagol in space maybe <laughs> that'd, that'd be a special mystery yeah. him and leprechaun maybe that should be their new pin leprechaun
1: i don't think i've seen that one what you've never Isn't seen that number leprechaun? four I, I it's on prime maybe Can't i should watch it i've seen leprechaun i think man. the last one i saw was leprechaun in the hood <laughs> hmm.
4: a friend with weed is a friend indeed but a friend with gold is the best I'm told.
0: I definitely need to go see that again. I can get behind Spooky doing a leprechaun pin with Jennifer Aniston.
1: Oh, yeah, the first leprechaun. Oh, yes, yes. Get Warwick Davis to do call-outs. Is he still alive? I think so. Mm. I thought he was in the first season of Mando as one of the um, <gasps> Yeah, as the, bounty um, hunter people in the, yes. in the se- season finale, I, I think. I think you're right. But he might be dead. <laughs> no, he's fine. He'll be, he'll get better.
0: Spooky pinball listener is finishing up Rick and Morty actually early. That's wow, that's pretty impressive given the pandemic. Yeah, nicely done. Uh, Thus, this summer or spring summer, they're going to be gearing up for their next title production. Rumors are June.
1: And I've been hearing not TNA 2.0 now.
0: Correct. Yeah, I've been hearing the same. That may come, but it's certainly not. No, it will never
1: come if it doesn't come immediately. Really? That's my guess. I think it's still holding. I didn't it'll, understand it'll them hold. going back to that well at all anyway. but I, th-
0: I think it'll hold and we'll have enough that are beaten up no. in a year and a
1: half. No. They are too old to begin the training.
0: We know that David Van S., I believe, is the designer. But Charlie did say this was this was more of a teamwork thing on this title than any of the previous titles. I don't know what the theme is. Fellow podcaster, Canada was kind of hinting around it to it being, you heard it here, Scooby-Doo pinball, blah, blah, blah. Then the next day he says, no, it's, it's not Scooby-Doo. So I don't know what it is. Scooby-Doo would have been fantastic, but no. Did you hear Amanda last week said Scooby-Doo wouldn't be good?
1: Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't be in on a Scooby-Doo either, so I don't blame
0: Free basing Scooby Snacks? I don't know where her mind is on that one.
1: But but I'm also, you know, Charlie and I don't see the eye and eye because he doesn't like Event Horizon, and I do. Man, he really shit on that. That was one of Marty's favorites. That's well, Marty's right. Maybe Marty could fathom 2.0 rules, make it Event Horizon. Oh, so they can have a a spooky sci-fi off, or what'd you call it? Have you Spectify? ever seen Fire in Space? It's beautiful. Mama Bear, open the door.
0: I hate sand. Is that a thing? Maybe I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. That's a it's a different sort of thing.
1: thing. It's one that the world continues to be shocked that you don't know. Yeah, but. I,
0: so we don't know what the, what it is. It sounds like it's a horror sci-fi based thing, a little tongue in cheek kind of thing. They were talking about doing so much of their stuff in house. I thought was nicely done locally. Um, machine shot. They, they make ramps there. They're making, they make everything there. I love that. And they do take feedback from the community. He was talking about trying to improve upon every title they produce. For example, everybody was hating that damn power supply and the, the oh, noise. it is
2: loud.
1: Oh, oh it is. It's horrible. So I thought it was interesting that they kind of ar- argued that they didn't realize it was loud. That like, I, really? that kind
0: of triggered. Really? Like, oh, come on, really? Charlie.
1: It's really loud. Yeah. I mean, I've not, I played TNA yesterday. turned that thing on, and I'm like, oh, let that let that uh, jet
0: boot up. Yeah. I just feel like the fucking thing's going to take off. So they're fixing that. He said stuff like that. They'll fix. That's nice. Yeah. He came across very well on the podcast, and I think that's paramount to his company doing well they're doing really good over
1: there mm-hmm. was very midwest nice
0: yes they were talking about rick and morty And i didn't know this they of course they got all the assets and everything but they actually had to modify the content of that original rick and morty wizard mode due to the concerns from the studio they pitched an idea that they were really excited about the studio said no nee, uh, a nah, little a little out there, a little raunchy, a little,
1: little too well, much. Well, I don't know, going in and thinking that your your defense is going to be, well, you let him be a pickle, like we'll give you just carte blanche to do anything. Yeah, Maybe not. Maybe they do have some standards. All I can say is, and people can hear the interview and should for themselves, but he was too uncomfortable to even tell us what it was. Sure, <laughs> it's true. So whatever it was, was probably really bad. Far worse than a pickle. Oh, it's probably
0: dragon sluts. He was talking about the playfields. He said playfields are good. Great. This is this is interesting. They only replaced one Alice Cooper playfield because of clear code or playfield issues, and so far in Rick and Morty, not one has needed to be replaced. That's good. He was kind of looking up for the. You heard this, Dennis. He was kind of looking up for the other manufacturers about comparing the playfield quality standards of current machines versus you know the coveted Bally Williams era. Those things were hard. They didn't dimple. They were. He said, eh. he finds it hard to believe that anybody is trying to shortcut knowing that there could potentially be issues in their play field because he said to fix those issues are exponentially more expensive than just doing the right thing and spending the right uh, amount of bomb on the play fields. So he's kind of looking up and he said, honestly, everybody holds the high regard of these Bally Williams play fields. They weren't that great. He said, if you really look at them, they were not that great compared to, he said the standards now that the hobbyists have, are so much different than the standards that people had back in the day. Thus, if we have the same hobbyist back then as we do now, he said the Bally Williams would get shit on as well.
1: It's a fair point. And while I don't suspect that any company is deliberately trying to cheap out and is happy with the complaints about the playfields. You know, it depends on the fix in terms of what whether it's cheaper to solve the issue or, I mean, if you're just sending people some rubber washers, uh, I, I don't, you know, not everyone's replacing playfields.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true.
1: David Thiel was in the
0: news. Now, David Thiel had a comment on social media I found interesting. He was responding to Retro Sinjo. He said, that is a fair question. I was exclusive with Deep Root Pinball starting February 2018. Deep Root has not manufactured a machine yet, but I have been very busy. I stopped being exclusive July 2020. It is very likely that four pinball machines, side note, listener, four, four, including DP, what's DP Alien? Including DPA I don't know what DP alien is.
1: We'll, it, might be, it might be Deep Root Pinball DP.
0: Yeah, but they didn't do it. They have right. an alien? No. What? Will be manufactured with my audio. One will be Deep Root, which he indicates is DR, so that DP is off. One will be Deep no. Root Raza. Hmm. One is super secret, but I expect that will be revealed in third quarter. The four is 10 weeks away from production all of these are great pins and i'm excited about each project i found it interesting i don't know what david thiel's working on he's one of the greatest uh, ever when it comes to audio packages of pinball machines so yeah sorry jerry no cheer beer love you thompson so i don't know what he's working on i don't know what saps is working on either did you hear the saps aren't dead
1: i heard on loser kid yeah
0: Super Awesome Pinball Show appeared on the Loser Kid Pinball podcast this last week to clear the air on the death of their podcast. They posted a tombstone.
1: They did. They posted a I tombstone. Don't, look, I'm a simple person with simple means of understanding. I saw a tombstone. I I unsubscribed. I'm a I, that's man. that's what it told me. Is you're gone. You're in the you're in the ground. There was a tombstone. They said, "Well, you know, maybe that was a, a
0: wrong way to say we're taking a break." <laughs>
1: why <laughs> death i don't they is put just, a death date i feel date. like i'm taking crazy pills here i, I am like into the piano key, key necktie i need people to spell this stuff out for me it's the same look oh, i can't i can't have this i can't have this will they or won't they my podcatcher's getting tired of me changing oh, up all of these lineups of shows i've that's already that's filled that. in their spot with another show <sighs>
0: I don't know what the fuck Franchi and Christian Lyon are doing. But they went on this uh, the Loser Kid Pinball podcast and said... It was a fun
1: episode on Loser Kid. Yeah, I
0: enjoyed it. Yeah, they said the show's not dead. Don't uh, d- fear not. Uh, they indicated <laughs> a that... It was Zach. <laughs> they just indicated that there's no longer going to be a bi-weekly show. Because it's a lot of work. Wait, they didn't even do a bi-weekly show.
1: It like, yeah, it three I, to maybe four towards weeks. the end they kind of got to that schedule. Oh, but early season. on, I know they weren't. Season. It was
0: so weird. They're going to continue well, the show, but mainly just whenever new titles are released and they're assuming that all creators of these new titles are going to be giving them exclusivity with the interviews.
1: The Saps Insider Program.
0: I'm trying to report this objectively. Uh, Chris Franchi is going to be doing a fireside chat. First guest is going to be George Gomez. I always yeah. like to listen George to George. George is story. a good guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, They did attribute the faux, fo- I'm going to call it faux fo- death of Saps, to just being busy in life, and in general, a lot of negativity. Oh, did they face a lot? I'm assuming, Franchi did.
1: I mean, I and again, I don't watch all the pinball groups as closely as I used to, but I don't recall seeing a lot of negativity about their show. I think
0: it was just Canada and Francie going back
1: and forth, and then oh, the Canada army oh, like going in fight sort of and thing. thing. Well, it's not really infighting if it's external. So, and Francie's anyway, had okay.
0: Francie's got into some some tiffs because of his artwork and stuff. So. You know, to say he's controversial, I think it's fair. Well,
1: almost, almost, maybe I shouldn't say almost. A lot of podcasts do get blowback from time to sure. time. I mean, we've, we've gotten blowback too. So it does happen.
0: Yeah. Christian line was saying that his thing, mostly
1: is, all because of you, but <laughs> it's fair. His, I'm Midwest. Nice. They all like me. Is that the one time I, I criticized Penn side? Ooh, oh, I got some mad people. Careful. About that. Careful with those guys.
0: Now Christian line said his skin plentiful. Of thickness. He's got some girthy skin. Franchi indicated that his own skin though, isn't thick enough for some of these negative comments on social media and it burns him up inside that. Yeah. That probably weighs heavily. If you're spending some work and and stuff on this,
1: it's the biggest thing I think that keeps people out of content creating and hobbies that they enjoy is that concern. It was my initial concern when Eclectic Gamers podcast started up. Oh yeah. Tony and I were super nervous. If you go back and listen to the early shows, you'll you'll hear it. You'll hear how formal it is, and that's because of the. I knew Pinball's reputation for being cruel.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm blessed with the
1: ignorance of of not ever worrying about that. Just jumping in. Sure. Well, that that, that that's you. I mean, let me give you a let me give you a case in point with, uh, you know, you brought up on the on the last TPS that I was on mm-hmm. about the YouTube I've started doing on my on the watch collecting yeah, hobby yeah. that I participate in. And I had someone after that episode aired, I had someone go and leave a comment on one of my videos and they said, please don't use the word hate when talking about watches. You shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to hate any watches, sort of a paraphrase because <laughs> I use the word hate to describe a, a design I didn't like. Sure. Yeah. And I, I responded and I was like, oh, I, a good point. I, you know, hate is a really strong word, but of course in my head, I'm thinking, dude, I come from pinball. If I don't use the word hate, no one will even <laughs> oh, listen yeah. to me. Hate, you have why, to, why it's like, hate such a everyone bad Everyone wants a hard take in this hobby, you can hate and it's stuff. so weird and refreshing, I must say. In another hobby, where they don't react that
0: way. I, yeah, I, I like the word "hate," and I think it's accurate for
1: a lot of things. Well, and a lot of time, but uh, the point being that it was a, and I've seen you know per, you know participating in in their forums and stuff, and it's not that people don't disagree, but it's just it's really different. And I, yeah. I maybe it's because of the walks of life, different people approach different hobbies from, but. Pinball is one of the – I mean, gosh, I even came from video games and in some ways – at least then like the fanboy wars were all like about which console was best and and things like that. And pinball, it's just – it is – I don't know. It's the most cruel hobby I've ever participated in.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: So i'll I'll give I'll give okay. Franchi that for sure. It's well, like, and compared to anything else I've done, y'all are mean. Y'all like get off on it.
0: Yeah, Franchi did say that he was upset about the negative comments a lot regarding the Twippies. He said he got a lot of shit for that, but then he also said that they merely put out one post, single one post for campaigning for that award. So. That's just factually incorrect. That's where he hung me up. I was like, okay, all right. You don't have to explain all this. But then when you say something that is not true as if it's true, then I have a problem. Then I'm like, what are you? T- for fuck's sake, Chris, like you, one post, you, you had one campaigning post for the Twippy. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's crazy talk there. I,
1: I never counted them. I was, I didn't, I don't know how many anyone did. All you need is the
0: capability um, to count to fucking two. Well, you know, I understand, I understand a full that, statement. Zach,
1: but I, we weren't campaigning for Twippy, so I just didn't, I mean, I don't want to, I just, I didn't Fucking care, so I didn't, I didn't go and, and pay attention. Ridiculous. Here's the thing that I remember about Saps and the Twippy, though, since you brought it up, and I don't know if this was part of what got him these negative comments he was upset about about the Twippies, but I do remember when I got an email from Cointaker <laughs> yes. asking for me to vote for Saps and the thing that stood out wasn't just that this distributor emailed me and asked me to vote for a show, but also that while well, I knew because I listened to Saps that they were that uh, CoinTaker was a sponsor of their podcast, CoinTaker was also a sponsor of the Twippies. Yes, maybe some people blamed the Saps folks for that email going out. I did not. I thought I thought it was not very classy to sponsor both shows and then start telling me how I should vote. It didn't matter who they were telling me to vote for. It was like, why are you why are you doing this? This looks, I I I won't be surprised if uh, if the Twippies next year maybe have a have a new rule on what their sponsors are are permitted to do. I don't. It get you know. It's tough when you've got a sponsor because they're giving you money. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's it was weird. I just found that really weird, and I it it did cross my mind. Did they ask them to send this email out? We'll never know. I, who knows. Well, I don't, in a way, I don't care. The I mean, the bottom uh, yeah. line is, is that it did go out and this was an entity that was sponsoring both an award show and someone up for an award and then telling me to vote for the one that they supported. And I just, yeah. but again, I didn't blame and this kind of, Franchi or, or Christian for that. This it kind was of stuff just,
0: I, I legit, I give two shits about. I, I only, it, it raises my ire a bit whenever somebody presents something as fact and it's just, it's clearly and refutably not true. That's what I'm like, whatever. Okay. So, but going forward, that's the good thing. They were talking about a third, a third host, um, Sarah line, miss Penn, who's a spouse of Dr. Penn, uh, Christian line, one of the hosts, they wanted Sarah line to become a third regular host of the program, which I thought was a good idea. She said kind of too much drama associated with her show uh, to have any interest
1: for that, which I, I thought was funny. Why would you think it's a good idea? I thought the show was stronger as a two-host model than a three.
0: I think that when she was on there, it was entertaining,
1: and I it liked, is, but and I like that. that yeah, you know, there's a difference between being the regular host and then being a guest, and like the dynamic sure. changes. Sure. I was more fun when I was just occasionally guest hosting on Twip Podcast than I am here. That's so bullshit. It's true. No, you no, know it is. It's not even close to being true. Actually, you're more fun when you allowed me to sing. No. I did the people a favor stopping that.
0: I'm just very glad at the end of all this Christian line said that going forward, they want to reformat a little bit. They want to be a different show. They want to be quote, not Canada or quote sensationalist. So they're, you know, they talked about taking the higher road. They talked about taking the higher road. So I'm glad I'm glad after preaching about taking the higher road and not being a negative podcast. I'm glad about that. Unfortunately, the very next day, super awesome pinball show puts out a teaser episode about, Uh, what they discussed on loser kid stick around to the end of the credits though where they already ask for fucking twippy votes for 2021 and make several negative and toxic statements about a fellow podcaster welcome back guys question mark i don't fucking care
2: tell me lies tell me sweet little lies
1: Well, we've reached the end of the show, Zach. Yeah. This has been a fun episode. All right.
0: Put all this negativity aside because we've got something beloved. People want this. They want it so much they want it multiple times a week. No, no, In no. An interview
1: with a rubber band collector? It's not
0: your rare orgasms. No, no, no. <laughs> no. The rubber band collector. A
1: dumb idea oh my god
0: i I, I think it's a great idea (laughs) it
1: definitely was your idea too straight
0: down the middle is going to be covering more than just pinball what's wrong with that (laughs)
1: rubber bands you know how much love we have to spread get ready rubber band man get down
0: pinball network presenting the pinball show presenting let's do this leroy jenkins that's a pretty good impression. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you do it. I even added the let's do this before. Couldn't really make out what he says prior to that, but let's do this Leroy Jenkins. Same cadence, too.
1: Everyone's listening at 3X, so it don't matter.
0: Leroy uh, the Sounds just like
1: straight down the middle of pinball
0: shit. Oh. Turning up this week is
1: Elvira's House of Horse
0: by Stern Pinball. Want to know why, Den Sure, why not? Tell me. Well, because right now, premiums are selling for over $10,000, which is just ridiculous. It's happening. That is pretty ridiculous. It is happening. They're doing it's another, a good game. Yeah, they're doing another run here in uh, May, June, July? July, something like that. I forget. I have to look I, at my, I thought July. Yeah. My sources have been saying July. I'd have to go back and look. They could be. I don't know. But uh, doing another run then, those are... Pfft, Good luck. They're all sold out. Every dealer's gone. The next run I've been told is 2022, which I can't fathom. See what I did there, but it mm. is true. Now here's the thing that makes this trend up even more. It's high on the pin side top 100. Not no changes there. I am getting people that say to me, Zach, I would like an Elvira. I'm anticipating having to break the news to them that they're going to have to wait until 2022 and losing the sale. But they then tell me quickly, I understand it's off until 2022, but if you have any spots left for the 2022 run, I'm in. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how you can trend up anything else higher than that. Uh, that's
1: weird. Elvira 4 might be out by then.
0: Holy moly. I think this is a testament to Lyman Sheets like no other. 2022. is beloved. No problem. Sign me up. Also trending up this week is Stern Pinball's Iron Maiden. Another little resurgence coming out of nowhere. But people are asking for Iron Maiden currently, right now, more than they are asking for Jurassic Park, more than they are asking in the last month. Deadpool, Iron Maiden—don't know where it's coming from. Little resurgence.
1: I, I think it's a, as people have grown to get familiar with the trifecta that is the Elwyn collection. You know, I've heard a number of people that not the biggest fans of the Avengers and are turning to his other titles.
0: Oh, maybe you should check out Straight Down the Middle. See what we think about it. I hear they nope, do good I don't reviews. Care.
1: <laughs> I hear they do a lot of B reviews, so I guess that means good for the game. Oh, because you're going to argue that Avengers is lower than a B. I haven't played Avengers yet, so. Yeah, exactly. The
0: hell. I'm not going to argue anything, so why should I watch? Next production run of Iron Maiden is in July, running both the pros and premiums. People are, I guess maybe that's leading to this trend as well. Lastly, trending up this week, I have to. It's Haggis Pinball with Damien. It's Martin motherfucking Robbins with TP in the final round. Melbourne Silverball League. And formerly from the Head to Head Pinball Podcast and all around, just a sweet pea. There you go, And Dr. John, Dr. John Cawson, the MVP this week, probably this month, and maybe even this year. Pinball show correspondence.
1: Yeah, he's the best.
0: He's the best. There, huh? See, I can't even no, sing it. No, no, it wasn't even, you even a sing.
1: What do you call nope. that? Nope, it's too close. I'll cool. hang up.
0: Quasi-singing.
1: Lessons have to be learned.
0: Trending down this week is those original fathoms. Good luck trying no, to sell yours now. No, that's crap.
1: You have no idea what that trend will be on fathom
0: uh, I This do. news just dropped. I do. It's news now. It's happened now. And overnight, your original fathom
1: is no longer worth what it was. Thus, a trend. No, no. The new ones are selling for more than the old ones go for. They might go up a few hundred. Uh, What I would be like, it's still cheaper. It's still $500 cheaper even we add $500 to the price. I'm just saying, you're basing this off of no market trend. You didn't analyze anything. This is made up. No. Because this news isn't known. They just found out listening to us or going to wherever they got their exclusive news from. The lady
0: on the Matrix that has the spoons and tells Neo in the kitchen, you you think that... The Oracle? The Oracle, would you argue against her? You don't know what's going to happen. Or I don't
1: know. Am I going to get a cookie out of it or not?
0: Uh, well, I may be the pinball market oracle. Listen to me. <laughs> also trending down this week a little bit is Stern Pinball's Led Zeppelin. Uh-oh. Not flying off the shelves currently. People are anticipating and eagerly awaiting this next title release. So you're seeing, you're seeing a little bit of a dry spell on Led Zeppelin on the secondary market. Prices on premiums, already dropping right at that $7,000 spot. Uh, prices on the pros, you're seeing dip into about $5,000 as well. So you're seeing a little bit of drop into downtrend hmm. in sales. Also trending down this week is something that I just loathe. Something that I want to see burn upon a fire and never come back to civilization again. It even has a nasty fucking name. Popeye. And it's called NFT. Trending down is NFT. It's actually trending up, but I'm so salty about this shit that I'm trending it down selfishly. Non-fungible tokens. The fuck is that? NFT. You know this shit now is worth more, Dennis? NFTs are worth more than actual tangible assets?
1: hmm wh- wh- yep. Why? Explain to me why a, People need new things to speculate on. A digital picture is sure. worth more what than something in is? my hand. At least this has got a picture on it.
0: This is complete bullshit. Let's open up a pack of sports cards or Pokemon cards and save them on our hard drive or our cloud. <laughs> what, what What are we doing, people? What What has this new Gen Z done to this place? I don't oh, like the direction. Oh, are blaming the youngins. Well,
2: wh- who else Better is get it? Get off your lawn. Who
0: else is it? Get off your lawn before you poke
1: a hole in my the pool. The boomers, Make it the
0: Xs. The, we, we wouldn't stand for this shit. We didn't create this. Fucking Jeff Bezos over there nft thanks tom brady i don't want any of your shit but who is it who's after gen z who can we blame
1: next i don't know if they've been named yet or not save a bitcoin save a doge coin
0: what kind of dog is that it's like an australian ship no it's a shepherd of some type a Shepa. a sherpa uh shapiro i don't know what kind of dog that is i think i'm close though and deals of the week bye 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 deals of the week this week an iron man vault on pinside that you can find Out of Oakdale, Minnesota, Viking 84 is the handle. Up for trade, listed at $5,000 or trade. Very clean, pristine Iron Man vault edition. If you take a look at this, this thing is juicy and minty. Look at that magnet, baby. On the shadow, you look for the Sanctum. On other pins, you look in the shooter lane. On an Iron Man, you look at those magnets. Never got the upgraded uh, big magnets that you see on a lot of newer sterns, so magnet will tell all. And I'd lick that magnet. I would lick the fuck out of that magnet. Looks good. So for a Minty Iron Man Vault, $5,000 trade-in value? All day long. Another deal of the week is a Walking Dead LE outside of Little Elm, Texas. Ever been down to Little Elm, Texas?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: This Walking Dead LE only has 100 plays. It's brand new. It's got a
1: Modfather zombie. 100 plays? That game is like seven years old i know how does that even happen right exactly how does that happen maybe a hundred plays since the last code update
0: but for eighty five hundred dollars oboe in this in this market this is a steal buy bye bye. plus mm. they put voodoo glass in there that's a couple hundred dollars take that out sell mm. it you're now early like a brand new le for eight thousand
1: and that was your deals of the week
0: deals of the what the fuck this week or led zeppelin topper too soon bro Too soon. A Led Zeppelin topper for $1,650 outside of Cincinnati, Dayton area? I like the 50 on that. By rehab free, right? Open for offers. How about retail? They haven't even shipped the majority of them yet. No, if you're looking to flip toppers and make some money, I'm not hating on you. You kind of are, and you're kind
1: of responsible for
2: the behavior.
1: Store it for six
0: months. That's all I'm saying. Store Store it for (laughs) six months. Don't pull it out now. Oh, I got one of the first ones. Do you want to wait two weeks or six? No, this is not FOMO worthy. Nope, nope, nope. And ladies and gentlemen, that was your Pinball Market Trends edition. All right, Dennis, we're closing down the show. Where can people catch you?
1: They can email me over at a at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash podcast and send a message over there and I will get it.
0: Do you have any NFT swag you can sell them?
1: Nope, I don't do any NFTs. You
0: do play video games. Ooh. I do video games of the NFT to pinball. <laughs> oh, I kind of love that. You can catch me here at the pinball network at gmail.com or uh, reach out to straight down the middle. I heard that they're changing up the format of their show a little bit. So SDT and pinball, gmail.com go watch that video it explains everything. And if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine, arcade machine, or some NFT action flipping out pinball, 812-457-9711. Be a pal, be a friend, support someone who's going above and beyond for you. And that's me and Nicole at Flippin' out. Pinball. Product showcase this week is everything because you want it. It's not uh, it's not Fathom yet, to be cont- maybe, maybe in the future. Not that yet, but we have Stranger Things Pros. Those are going fast now, still in the box, ready to go. Avengers Pro, TMNT Pro and Premium, Led Zeppelin Pro. I believe Jurassic Park Pros are rolling in as well we got a couple of those spots left. Hot wheels, armor, banners, accessories, toppers, meh, a little thin on, on pre-orders for those golden Tees. We got more ordered. We still got some of those arcade sit down, shooting Jurassic parks, support us, help us out. TPN last week, final round pinball podcast, episode 32 with not only Charlie Amory as we talked about, but Craig, Bobby mm, too busy doing interviews to get us some news. Yeah. Oh, come on, Craig TPN this week. It's a mystery. I have no clue. I think we're up for just another pinball podcast. Yeah, probably. Bruce! Where you at, Bruce? I miss Bruce. I want to hear a Bruce podcast.
1: We have no idea. We'll have to wait and see. For Dennis Creasel, I'm always Zach Manning. And remember, don't get the black lung pop. Make yourself a merman or a mermaid today. And always practice safe
0: pinball. And Leroy Jenkins attacked my wife. Leroy Jenkins! Up. So long, you lickable people i tried signing up for that have you have you dabbled oh god
1: don't dabble in crypto unless you know what you're doing and you don't
0: i was gonna try
1: no don't just buy gamestop stock or something instead at least you understand what it is i really don't i don't understand crypto and i don't want to
0: and i don't trust money i can't
1: see I know, I don't believe in this shit. What's it based off of? It's based off of blockchain. What does that mean? I know what does it, it mean? What? what does this all mean? Is there a cloud involved? There's always clouds. Yeah, but you don't want Dr. John to get in trouble. Then he might be sold game number two instead of number one. Be sad. Make him sad, doctor. All from the
0: same era.
1: Ah, I'm right. Wow. Fuck you. I mean, oh, hi, Zach. Nice. And might do RWPC. Sounds stupid now, doesn't it?
0: Let's do this. Oh hold up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so disruptive.